And then he said, don't look into the milk bit. Oh no! You looked into the milk bit, didn't you? Never look into the you milk bit. I, I'm, I'm, sad, I'm almost saddened that you told me that. Like, I this McDonald's coffee is the only thing giving me, as the kids say, life this morning. It give me life. And you've told me not to look in the milk bit, and oh, I don't know what that means. But I'm, I'm now dreading to open up the the plastic lid. Oh no! Open up the plastic lid. Don't look in the milk bit of the machine that they use to make them. No, but can you hear me sipping it just for authenticity? Mm. Mm. I'm dreading looking uh, in the, into the milk bit just in case there's a little message like congealed into the moisture that says, no, no. "Don't look into the milk bit." It's like it's like never look into the milkshake machine. It's like, oh, see, I was going to go Ark of the Covenant, but now you're making me even more worried. Milkshake machine. My, like, we all know how bad that stuff is. Milkshake just... brings all the boys to the yard, and they're like. Yeah. Better than yours, damn it's right. Better than yours. Better but you know what? Your... You know what would be a better milkshake? What's that? The Snyder Cut milkshake. Oh, we've got some stuff to talk about. <laughs> Boys and girls, welcome to the big Dame Quest. I am Christopher. This is the past, Johnson. I am Matthew. I am the future, Watson. And this is our annual Chris is at pantomime episode. Um, Not the, the first, first in the series. The first of, in the of, series. Uh, yeah. The thingy episodes, yeah. We are Skyping. It's... Yeah. We are Skyping Sky- hard. The Skyping, see, the Skyping segment of the year. But as I talk to you, it's Monday the 18th, and rehearsals don't start till tomorrow. And as such, we thought we'd get this in, because normally first week of Panto, um, we get an episode in that's more of a generic or, or an umbrella topic one yeah. and pre-record it. Whereas with this one, it was like, no, I'll have a day. Let's let's see if anything happens. And a couple things happened. Our two main topics today, boys and goyles. Boys and goyles. Are going to be War of the Worlds Part 1? Episode 1 of 3. See, for some reason I had it in my head that it was just a TV movie by this point. But I think that's because no, no. it's so minimally advertised. It might as well be a, a TV movie because it's three hour long episodes. Oh my god, you know what happened the last time? They made a three hour long TV movie. Stephen King's The Shining? Yeah. I, was, I, was, I forgot about that for a second. I think, well, I think I drunk to forgot about that. No, I was, uh, I was, I was going to reference the the It TV movie, which of course, oh, everyone refers to as It the movie, and that's it. what it's called on like merchandise and stuff. Now they refer to it as It the movie. It's not a movie, but it was a two part TV series that um, on the DVD, and to this day, apparently, I'd, obviously the Blu Ray will be different, but to this day, they use the same DVD print where. Episode one is on one side of the disc. Yeah. And episode two is on the other. And there's no distinct markings on the disc to give you a heads up as to which part is which. Yeah, it's bizarre. It's I don't really get it. It's really strange. Like that, that that was it was kind of common in early, early Blu-rays. Like I remember a few of the early ones. But back when they some of them had cardboard cases with plastic. Oh yeah, clips. Now, now you mention it, I think I had a copy of Starship Troopers that you had to turn over in the middle. Yeah, and uh, some, sometimes for longer films, but sometimes the special features were on the second side. Oh, yeah, of course. Um, and it's really weird, because it's like, what, really? But you can fit loads on a DVD. But it's like Blu-ray has been for the majority of its life so far. You can fit loads on it, but they don't. <laughs> they ah, don't you know what? It. Ah, you know why? It, what that was, though? Ah, m- mostly because of the size of the, the actual thing, isn't it? The, the, no, the... no, no, no. It's because of the... It's because the reason you can fit... So much on a DVD is because it's dual layered. 
But early DVDs, they hadn't worked out how to put the layers on one Ah. side, so they had to put them on different sides. What's the Blu-ray excuse? (laughs) They just hadn't worked out how to layer them up properly. What Blu-ray have you got, or that you've, like, watched where it's, um, actually feels like they're using the disc space wisely? None. Because I've only got one, and that's (laughs) the Twilight Zone box sets. They're the only ones I can think of. For, uh, the, your standard, uh, dual layer blu-ray disc has like a 50 gigabyte capacity and your average hd movie depending on your bit rate is gonna clock in at between three and six gigabytes Mm. so it depends how they author the disc but like not regular 1080p hd movies should not be going anywhere near filling up even a single layer blu-ray yeah but um it's the foot it's the 4K ones that really fill out a DVD, uh, really the, fill out a disc. The yeah, yeah, because you're talking about the, the Twilight Zone's like remastered and stuff. Like the the audio's remastered and, and the visual yeah, is yeah. Like as crisp as it can look. But I guess there would still be a, a lot more room because for that, for every episode, there's like another episode of another television show that has either the lead actor in it or something Rod Serling wrote on a on a similar topic. Oh wow, yeah, it's got that's like, quite. Each episode has a radio episode attached to it that. Again, is like just similar, or is like, a, hey, we don't have one for this, so here's the next episode of that one we put on season one, and and there's commentaries on a load of them from fans and writers, and it's like, oh my god, every disc has like eight episodes on it and a boatload of special features. I've this got a commentary great. for the Twilight Zone. Oh, I. This is weird. <laughs> Forty-five minutes of me going, this is weird. We should do a big damn commentary for Twilight Zone the movie. Yeah, okay. Yeah, and we can spot the exact moment in the production where everybody's like, oh, God. Um, That that was a John Landis joke. Look it up, folks. He may have directed some of your favourite movies, but the man is technically an assistant to murder. Um, Well, manslaughter. (laughs) Hey. Why does manslaughter... (laughs) I was going to make one of my usual alleged jokes, but no, 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 there isn't alleged. Why does manslaughter sound worse than murder? I know, what? right? It, I know. Anyway, hey, anyway, in in was it? Was it spoken? It's slander. In print, yeah, it's libel. It's libel. <laughs> All right, so spoken, it's murder. In print, in print, it's manslaughter. Okay. Oh my god! So we're going to be talking about the uh, manslaughter that is. War of the world. Well, the reason I say that is because obviously there's all this rumored trouble thing around its production and release. Uh, you watched it last night, yeah? As I, as I uh, sweated myself into a restless sleep, yeah, in my Maybe. panto digs. So I, I can't wait to hear what you're going to say. But also, uh, and I, I stress, I reiterate, this is recorded on the 18th of November. Yeah, our points of view on this next topic are going to be about it overall. And any more advancements between now and the end of the week where this comes out, we will cover next week. Yeah, this is... Uh... But we're, uh, we're diving into the hashtag release the Snyder Cut debate yeah, slash event. weird. It's really weird. Um, so this is from the perspective of two people on Monday the 18th. To keep that in mind, people who are I- like, what are their up-to-date thoughts? But like I said, Monday we're, we're, we're going to talk about the, its history a bit. So there is stuff to yeah. learn still. There is stuff to gain from this. Yeah. By well, is there? Well, do you know what? I'll start us off on a lighter note. There is something to gain in the world. The What's trailer that? for the new SpongeBob movie came out. 
Oh no! Do you know I how know I know this existed? Do you know how it's, it's using the same sort of animation um, CGI live action hybridy style as the last one? But do you know how I know about it? Because uh, you're in it. Yeah, no. Um, <laughs> because the internet immediately lost its shit when they realised that Keanu Reeves is in it. Oh God! As like his own face and stuff, not a voice, he... not a voice. Um, he is. Oh God! Um, how best to describe this? Well, you know how, like, Keanu improves everything? Well, yeah, actually, he does. I was going to contest that, but I'm like, no, he does, actually. Yeah, in modern day especially, he absolutely does. Yeah, yeah. Well, in Sponge on the Run... Sponge, fuck off. The latest, uh, what's it? Fuck off, Sponge on the Run. The latest latest, uh, Spongebob movie adaptation... Uh, it turns out that Keanu Reeves is going to be playing a ball of tumbleweed. But it's... it's Oh, God. His name is Sage. He's made out of sage, and he is a sage. And as he says in the trailer, so it works out pretty well. Okay. Oh God. That is all we know so far. But the fact that they've just gone, oh, we need a sage who is made of sage. Should we just CGI a tumbleweed and put Keanu Reeves' face into the middle of it? Yeah, sure. Shows that these guys are at least aware of what sort of things we want to see when we go to the cinema. Uh, uh, um, More mm. Keanu. More uh, Keanu. Mean, what sort of things? Uh, uh, if you're having to take a small child to see Sponge on the Run, wouldn't the experience admittedly be like significantly improved? With the inclusion of Keanu Reeves playing a tumbleweed. I mean, yeah. So there you go. Yeah, They've done their job. <laughs> Gra- granted. <laughs> They've absolutely done their job. I'll, I'll grant you that. Uh, other trailers. Have you seen the teasers for um, Crisis on Infinite Earths? No. So they're really sparingly dousing out no information whatsoever. But they just show a couple of moments. Uh, specifically a character. I can't remember her name now. But showing up and being like, like, the time has come. I need your help. And one of the teasers is just her encountering Barry, and Barry's like, oh god, it's that time, like, he's done it. At least somebody says, it's like, okay. Um, there is whatever bleeding incarnation of, um, oh god, what's his face? Sinister evil wheelchair guy who's been playing 85 cav- characters since Tom Cavanagh. <laughs> whatever, in- whatever, he's, he's... whatever incarnation he is now is in a superhero costume. He's playing um, Pariah in this. Oh God! Oh, of course. Um, well, one. So, per- you know, the guy who turns up as each Earth is about to die in Christ and Infinite Earth. Oh, so that, like, that'll be who Barry's referring to then. I can't stop it! I can't stop it! And well, the heroes are like, "Why can't you stop it?" And he's like, "I, I can't stop it!" And he's crying, <laughs> and then he disappears. Writing. Um, so I just yeah. have to look at it. He's in the Black Lightning tease, where Black Lightning is basically just like shaking him, going like, "The hell do you want?" And Flash is like, Our, all these Earths are going to end and we need your help. And, he, and it's there's some terrible dialogue in these teasers because he says like, you want me to help? You tell me my world's going to end and you want me to help? It's like, yeah. Yeah. What a weird what reaction. What what else would you do? That's a dumbass reaction. That's so stupid. But it's cool to see Black Lightning finally sort of absorbed into the, the fold of the other CW Arrow. Yeah, because it's kind of been its only own thing, hasn't it? But it had to be because it was a bit more adult, and it was on a. I think it originally was on a different network, and then it, the CW were like, "No, we'll have it," but it's in a later slot. So as a result, they chose to not make it part of that shared world. Yeah. But in Bolanti's ongoing wisdom, decided to not contradict anything that 
would exist within the others. So that if they could bring it in, they would. But obviously, with mm. Crisis and Infinite Earths, you have an easy get out, which is, oh, it's a different dimension, like Supergirl, who also has a teaser where she and Superman are like, right, we're ready, like we're teaming up. But that teaser opens with a shot of a shredded Superman cape with a yellow S blowing on a pole in the middle of a wasteland, uh, harking back to that famous cover from the Death of Superman. Oh, yeah, so it's um, a very Death of Superman. But that trailer also shows us a very brief glimpse of Brandon Ruth <laughs> in full costume as Superman. Because yes. um, the the legend the legend he looks really cool. The legends teaser doesn't show us Atom. I'm not sure what the status of Ray Palmer is in that show currently, but like I imagine he's in it. So we'll see how that plays out. But, he's in the um, shot. He's just very very small. Ah! Do you think that's how they're going to get around it? They did it in real time on set. So every time yeah, like every time just... they need Superman from from the Kingdom Come Superman, they're like, "Oh, I'll just go get him." Says the Atom. As he walks out of the room, and then Superman comes back in five minutes later, pulling off his boots. And he's like, "It's me!" Like rubbing tal, rubbing talc in the sides of his hair. It's, it's me! It's me! I, it's oh. me! The Earth Two Superman, Where's, definitely not Ray Palmer in Superman me, cosplay. Superman, Superman, Superman. Superman. Yes, yes. Where's, where's yes. the atom? Uh, he's he's very small in my butt. Oh. I've got an itch. And that is why the DC CW universe is better than the MCU. I've got because an itch. Because they put the tiny man inside the powerful man's bum. I've got nothing. I've got an itch that nothing can scratch except a tiny man in my butt. You're the best. Around. Around. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, dreadful. Dreadful. Um, but yeah. yeah, it looks pretty funky. Yeah. Uh, Batwoman looks totally confused, and so do most of the viewers watching the trailers because they're like, "Wait, there's a Batwoman show?" But yes, so do there most is. Of the people watching Batwoman. Yeah, uh, the reactions no. have been mixed to mixed. negative. Mixed to negative. Yeah, it's not been. A I think the thing I hate. Well I think the thing I hate about the premise, weirdly, because I was all for it when I heard about it, but the thing I hate about the premise is Batman has been missing. So Batman exists now, finally. In what the Mario is missing. No, Barrio, Barrio, Batman exists. Batio is missing. In, in the Balantiverse. He does exist in this dimension. Does he? Yeah, but he's been missing for three years. And the Batman fan in me is like, all right, that's the premise for your show. Like, she's filling the void. She steals his stuff. She works with, um, oh God, who's Lucius's son again? Um, Sexy Fox. That's the one. Um, she's working with Sexy Fox. And it's like, okay... Because it's always it's a CW show, so everyone is always a sexy young fox. and sexy or older but topless and jacked. Ah, um, oh, so yeah, sexy. Yeah, so it's it's like so that's that's the premise. But the Batman fan of me is like he wouldn't disappear for three years oh, and, and not would he? and not no but and not leave contingencies. Do you uh, know what I mean? Yeah, like, he did leave a contingency. Sexy his, fox. His, his <laughs> sexy fox. Yeah, sexy um, fox. What I want you to do is recruit someone to fill my place. Okay, Batman, I'll get on it right away. But in three years. In three years. What? But what about all the criminals? No, 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 no. All of my rogues gallery will inconspicuously not be showing up that much anymore. But don't worry, there's a crazy lady called Alice. Um. So, yeah. Alice? I know Alice is part of... Is Alice? I know Alice is part of... Oh, if someone doesn't slip that into one of the scripts. Um, I know Alice is part of um, <laughs> Batwoman's like, canon and everything in her story, especially with the new 52 take on her. But yeah. she seems like an underwhelming big bad when you are confirming that this takes place in Gotham. 
Do you know what I mean? It's like have her in there. Yeah. But she's in apparently like they, they've sort of they've sort of Luthered her the way they're doing the Supergirl seasons, where it's like the Luthers are a constant presence, and it's like yeah. How about make Alice something really scary and then bring her out for the finale? And and in the meantime, like you can do Batman stuff, guys. You could totally do the lower tier villains in this show without a problem. Absolutely. See, I'm very vanilla. I don't like to do Batman stuff. Oh, you're very conservative, like Batman yeah. in a way. Yeah, yeah. He's very conservative in a way. He's, he 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 doesn't appear to be um, he doesn't appear to be uh a big on like you know, um, racism. Um, he's not. He's not big on societal sexism. reforms. Yeah. <laughs> Shall we say? Um, well, I don't know, actually, he's very liberal in that way because he's like, no, I would rather get people like taken into institutions where they can be dealt with. And he hates yeah, guns. I'm, and he hates I'm going to punch him first. He hates guns, but he's also from old white money. <laughs> oh, yeah. So, love that old white money. Love that old white money. And he's got a butler and has like no qualms about it. Ah, and he probably no he probably would make Gotham better had he not spent a damn penny on all of his gadgets and given every single yeah. bit of money he had spent on that to like building hostels and hospices and and like you know um, psychological help for people like if Listen, he spent Chris, all that money on that these these poor people aren't going to pull themselves out of poorness <laughs> of poverty and crime if I don't. Punch some sense into them. These I'm Batman. Civilized people, they'll eat each other. Um, well, yeah, because you got gay taken away all the fucking food benefits. You get what you fucking deserve. There's no food banks <laughs> in Gotham because Batman nah. took all the funding and put it towards his fancy plane. And where is the Batman? He's at home doing his taxes. How many? How many? <laughs> How many food banks can one bat plane? You know, fund? I'm just saying it now. The greatest Batman villain ever, in terms of the one who like had a point and like nearly had him on his knees, is that dude who figured out where the money was going in the Dark Knight. Yeah, he's the greatest Batman villain ever. I say that with only a slight bit of irony. Irony. There's no irony here. <laughs> Nobody here but us chickens. Nobody. But outside of chickens, there are also. Strange objects landing on the Earth from a distant planet. Oh, mate. No. Ooh. Let's talk about the Snyder Cut. Yeah. No, um, let's, we'll get to that. We'll get to that. We'll get to that. Um, so, War of the Worlds, man. You watched it last night, part one. Ah, uh, yeah. Is is BBC One Sunday night suddenly all about genre drama? Because isn't there's Dark Materials on earlier on Sunday nights? Dark Materials on eight, yeah. And then War then of the Worlds. Then you got, like, the news and Strictly and then, and then War of the Worlds. Yeah. Hot damn. More like... Was it was it post-Watershed? More like bore of the worlds, am I right? Oh, if it is post-Watershed, it was to protect people. If, it's po- if there's nothing in it that's particularly, like, post-Watershed, unless you're, you know, like, Victorian sensibilities, um, like everyone I, else in the show, I, and it's like, oh... I like, my, I like my nudity the way I like my Victorian sensibilities, just up to the cuff. Well, Georgian, I suppose, who's turn of the century, but... <laughs> but it's like someone knows way too much about old porn. All right, it's like so. Oh, right. Okay, so. Ah, <laughs> uh, uh, right. So let me start with um. So 
the two main characters in this, George and Amy. If the one of them Ball. isn't Baby Yoda, I don't care. Race Paul and Eleanor Thomas. <laughs> um, so here's the deal. The, the first 20 minutes are mostly about how much of a social pariah is. How, how much of a social pariah Race Ball's main character, George, is for okay. uh, leaving his wife, who he was betrothed to, is also his cousin. So he's betrothed to his cousin and married his cousin because the family's wanted them to marry. And then he's left her for another woman and taken up with her, but he hasn't divorced because his wife won't grant him a divorce. And so now no one will talk to him. And that's like the main source of drama. They're both okay, ostracized um, in the village. And that's the huge we're, source we're of drama. We're familiar in this. with Jeff Wayne's War of the Worlds. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Have yeah, you yeah, read yeah. Wells' original book? Several times. Is this a plot point? No. <laughs> right. So, I, I mean, we've talked about this before. Adaptation... Absolutely make changes if you feel that you can improve the story or change things in a way that make it work, either streamline it or, oh, or tackle oh. things in, in your adaptation. But in a book where the main thrust of the drama and intrigue is an unprepared civilization dealing with a military assault from an intergalactic threat, yeah, they've decided... That the thing that should take up the majority of the first episode, yeah, is some familial bitching. Yeah, I can already see why people were feeling uneasy about this before it. Yeah, came they out. should have done because it's fucking boring. Oh no! <laughs> when 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 the when the Martian carnage does happen, it's good Martian carnage. Manage, if you but will. But like, yeah. But this but it's full of weird decisions. Like you've got Robert Carlyle as Ogilvy, the astronomer. And he's good mates with George and Amy, and he's not like he's not treating them like outcasts because they're not married, and you know George is technically still married to someone else and all that crap. Um, but he's excited, and he's and you see them, and he's at there at the observatory, and they see the eruption on Mars, and he's got loads of these photos of eruptions on Mars, and then the thing lands, and they go and examine the thing, and then he's him and George are there when, except. <laughs> The heat ray doesn't erupt. What happens is there's a big crack on the on the meteor and then it opens up and there's this goo inside and the astronomer royal is there and he puts his hand in the goo and it's like, Ugh. and then it starts spinning around and all of a sudden things start setting on fire starting with the astronomer royal. So you get this scene of like... <laughs> yeah, but it's not... It's not a heat ray. It's like <laughs> this this glob of of goo is spinning and getting higher and higher and higher, and things are just randomly setting on fire. <clears throat> and then George runs off, and then there's two scenes later on of people looking for Ogilvy, and he's nowhere to be found. Obviously, he's he's dead, but you don't see him die. He just doesn't come back. <laughs> it's a really odd choice. Like, why did you get Robert Carlyle for this, and then just? He oh, just wait, disappears. Wait, Robert Carlyle's just in episode one? Apart as far as I can tell. But it's Robert because, Carlyle. You don't cast Robert Carlyle and then underuse him. Unless they're going to bring him back later and it's like, oh, he survived the original thing. But then there's two scenes. Like, there's a scene of George looking for him and he goes back and the military are there cornering it off and he's like, no one survived. Da, 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 and they're just carting burnt bodies out. And then there's a scene of, of Amy going back to his observatory looking for him 
And then she finds all the photos that he took of the eruptions on Mars. And she's like, oh, there's clearly a thing here. I'm going to work out where they all went. But then you realize that there's that none of this is actually important because through the episode at random times, there's like flashes to what you think is Mars. Because the first time you see it, it's like all red dust. And then there's the, what, the wreckage of a tripod. Bear in mind, this is a good... 40 a good 30 minutes before you actually see a tripod um but you see the wreckage of one before you see one in on what is you think is mars ah yes wreckage ralph yes yeah and then you see another flash to this what is maybe mars but it's um an adult and a child trudging through it or hooded up and then you keep getting these little flashes of like this adult and child and it eventually turns out that oh it's the future everything's devastated and Earth looks like Mars and this is Amy and George's son. Oh! So it's Amy tracking through, like, post-apocalyptic Earth with George's son. Wait, Because at at the end of the episode, she's talking to George's brother who's ostracised him and he's he's like, why did you leave him behind? Oh, you told me to leave him behind because they get separated and she rides off on a horse to safety while the first tripod appears and George gets trapped under wreckage. And so that's how they get separated. And then she's talking to his brother later on after she's got to London before the war has reached London. And he's he's like, I love him. I'm going to have his child. And then you get another flash forward to the future and you see that the the person and the child that are trudging through this post-apocalyptic earth is Amy and George's son. Um, So (laughs) it's just like, well, why are we having... Hang on, we've got three. We've got three episodes. We've got three hours to do the War of the Worlds, and then also this future bit with the son of two of the the two main characters, and one of the main characters still. I mean, I, like, I can't get over the fact that the future bit implies that they lose. Like the future future bit implies that because I know obviously in in the book it gets pretty far into the whole, like, but there is a lot of murder and a lot of death and a lot of land in, being completely flattened and pulverised. But... Well, in the original book, they don't make it off the British Isles. Yeah, like, in the original book... They, the Martians don't make it off the it, British it, Isles. It sort of all takes place over the course of a few weeks, doesn't it? A couple of weeks, if that. Yeah, because then... Right, spoiler alert for anyone watching it, although by the sound of it, they'll probably change their minds at this and have them all be defeated by divorce or something. Um, oh hey! Uh, in, in the original book, they the the, the 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 effort to fight back against the Martians is proves to be ultimately futile, and they've won. But then they get the cold. They get the yeah. common cold, and it was something that they weren't prepared for. Like it was an invasion fleet that had done its thing and was like, right, we're going to take this planet. And then they got there, and after being around long enough, they started to get our illnesses, and they weren't able to well, deal it, with it. It's just like the whole... And then, and then the, the birds eat them. <laughs> like, a, a lot of the stuff at the start of the episode is just like, oh, because George is a reporter, and then there's his newspaper, and then he's trying to get he's trying to get a quote on this incident where the Russians have, have sunk a bunch of British merchant ships. And, oh, is it the start yeah. of a war? There's a press conference, and is this going to be a war? And then... George is trying to talk to the aide of the minister, who's his brother, but he doesn't. They don't oh, talk anymore because he they left do his that wife. Thing where and they like, where they make everybody know each other to make the world convenient for drama, but in turn just makes it seem really small and coincidental. 
Yeah, pretty much. The Star Wars. The Star Wars. But effect. next episode, the Star Wars effect. Oh, they all know each other. But hey. it's a giant galaxy. They all know each other. Oh. <laughs> next episode, we're getting an attack on London and the Black Smoke. So that's okay. something, right? Have we had any red weed? Um, the effect. No, uh, in the future sequences, there is some like red crystals and what looks like some red weed. Okay, they better not chicken out on the red but, weed. That is some creepy imagery. God damn it! Oh, oh, and they really, really like close-up, fast-motion footage of ants. Why? I don't Why? know. I Why? don't know. Why? Um. There are some actually pretty cool moments in this, but it for the most part it's just really, really boring. <laughs> like it's just, it takes ages for anything to happen, and then a bunch of cool stuff happens, and there's you know there's carnage and everything. The heat ray's invisible, which is nice. Yeah, yeah. You don't see the heat ray; you just see the effects of it, which is pretty. You just see cool. people charring up um, on the spot. Well, they just burst into That's flame. That's cool. I like that. Um and <clears throat> and um. And it's like, the George and Amy have a maid. And then, like, this maid's like, oh, my sister was down at the common, and then and this is a whole... And you think she might actually be a character, but as soon as they start to leave the house, uh, the first thing that happens after they come out of the house and the uh, and things start getting into the village is that the house collapses on top of the maid and kills her. Jesus! So it's like, immediately, they just kill this side character off for no reason. It's like, okay... <laughs> All right, I can cool. follow that. Um, <laughs> but so that's you know, it's like oh, you got this developed character and then you suddenly kill her off. But then yeah, compare that to the decision to like have all this time with G- George and Amy bonding with Ogilvy and then not show him down. Yeah, that seems really stupid. I, th- I think he I think he's going to be revealed to be around still. Like it just it seems weird to cast. It, yeah, because it doesn't make any sense Mr. otherwise Carlyle. to cast Robert yeah. Carlyle. And then just literally having to, unless they like forgot to shoot his death scene or something, which wouldn't surprise me because it's just bits of this that it's just all the all effects the didn't work, so they chickened out. Yeah, but it's like the 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 structure of it is just complete. The structure and pacing is completely fucked. Like it's just all over the place. Like they because they when they they have these fla- like I said they keep having these flashes of what you think is Mars, but then it's revealed to be a. Earth post invasion, but it just it, they come so so far before the first couple of them come so far before, um, like the reveal of what's going on with the meteor and the re- first reveal of the tripod that they have no context because you don't know what yeah. you're looking at. Is or there, what is there a lot of assumption at? that people know what these characters are and what what it all does and everything? Well, well, no, because there's no character. It's not adapting the book ah yeah true it's not it's not adapting those characters or the flow of events from the book so i don't i don't know what it's expecting people to especially because there was a lot of like trumpeting that this was going to be like a faithful adaptation of uh but i think they just meant that in that it's the it's the original period that the book was set in rather than anything else because that's kind of all it's (laughs) It's set in Holsel. <laughs> the first meteor comes down on Holsel Common, and there's an astronomer called Ogilvy. That's <laughs> it. <laughs> That's the similarities your, to the book. There's so your War of the Worlds, um, you suckers. Like, there's no you don't see because it's weird because you see when when the first like 
when the meteor first goes crazy on the common and people start bursting into flame, it's literally like a ball of goo that's spinning and ascends into the air, and then it eventually dissipates. So there's nothing left. And then you see this rumbling under the ground. And then your next thing you see is, like, bits of the town exploding as something advances and fucking the military running away. And then you see the shot that you saw in all the teaser trailers of the... Tripod. the tripod rising Trying above the pod. clock tower. Yeah, but there's no, no in between. So you go from this weird meteorite setting everything on fire and disintegrating into nothing. You hear that another one's come down and then you see the tripod. What on earth? What's the point? What is the point? What is the point? <laughs> like the, the pacing is, it's just all over the place. And and, and, and I'm sitting with, with, with Kanisha watching it and she's saying, oh, well, you know what? Is... D- have they, have, they, have they got stuff right? Is, is this, you know, stuff for the... Ha- Did you, they do the thing? She's looking at me. <laughs> yeah, she's looking at me to say, is this... Accurate? Do you know what's going on? Because you've read the book, and because I haven't read the book, and I don't know what's going on. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on, because none of this shit's in the book. <laughs> and all the shit that isn't in the book. Like, and I said this on the Discord as well. I was like, just fucking adapt to one of the worlds. <laughs> just do it, Please. <laughs> It's not that hard. Well, that was why I was excited about this like, initially. We we haven't we haven't yeah, had any modern about takes this. on it that uh, haven't been a spin on um, like well, we haven't we haven't had any modern when I say modern takes I mean like done recently that haven't been a spin yeah. on Jeff Wayne's version really. Um, uh, do you know what I mean? Like we we well the last one would have been the two yeah the, well, well yeah, that was the last which, major one wasn't it? Good. That was that, that was the last which on-screen I, which one. I you know. I, I quite like. I think it's you know obviously it's not a faith adaptation. No, and it's like and it's like the, the pre- it's like the previous setting, American adaptation of it, like sixty odd years ago, where yeah. it was it was set present day. And it's like in America. Yeah. I was like, why? Part but of the charm it, of that original it, story it, now is when it was set. Like that's what makes it kind of striking because we don't would, get many I, sci-fi stories that are set, you know, pre like nineteen fifty. No. So it's it's refreshing. Well, I would, I would argue that both the George Pal and the Steven Spielberg versions are, re- are very good at adapting the spirit oh, of the book. Oh, hands down, yeah. They both they both feel like War of the Worlds, whereas this doesn't... Yeah, this feels like we thought just, we knew what we were saying with this. Weird, isn't it? Yeah. It's weird. It's weird. That, and, and do you think behind the scenes, maybe on a creative level, there's been that kind of vibe of this isn't quite right. And that's why it's taken so long. Yeah, because it just... it, it It's just... I don't know if it was originally going to be a longer series or... Because it just feels like an awful lot to cram into three hours... Like a three-hour miniseries of having a bunch of like... Okay, we're going to do the original War of the Worlds and then we're also going to do this post-invasion, post-apocalyptic future mm. thing. So I just... I don't know what it is they're trying to do with it, but it's not particularly interesting whatever it is they're trying to do with it. So, like, just fuck off on that one. And it's like I say, I, I don't mind them messing with the narrative and stuff because I like the 2005 and the 1963 versions. Yeah. Like, I like, though, I like the Jeff Wayne. The Jeff Wayne's version is relatively faithful, but it does still... It takes liberties, but know, again, like, bits the adaptation there. is there because it's essentially a musical or a concert based on how you yeah. watch or listen to it. So it's... Like you don't yeah, you don't mind it taking it just, liberties it, there because it's like this is a completely different take on it, whereas this could just adapt the book to screen. And and and, and it's not fair to get on it for not no. doing that because if that's not what they want to do that and it, and again it doesn't make it a bad oh no adaptation but when they deviate it, it, so far it makes you wonder 
do you remember what you were basing this on? <laughs> yeah, so like, are you... It, it's not War of the Worlds then, is it? It's just an alien invasion stuff, which is, I guess I was kind of splitting yeah, it's hair, like Joker's it, not a Batman movie, but it at least kind of has a story it wants to tell, and it tells it. Whereas this is like, yeah. we're going to tell a story. It's War of the Worlds. Okay, cool. But we're not going to tell it that way at all. Uh, okay. Well, are you at least going to get to the core premise of the... Nope! Uh, oh. Nope. Okay. It's, I don't understand what they're doing with it. You know, it just it takes so long to get going, and it when it does get going, you're like, oh, is that is that all we're getting? We can have words with them. We'll have words with is them. That, are, we, are we just are we just doing that? And it's, yeah, it's just it's just a Bring, bit dull. This first episode was just a bit dull. Do you think really. you're gonna? Do you think you're gonna <laughs> stick with it into next week to see how it how you feel? I, I want to see where the future. I want to see where the future stuff's yeah. going. Especially because like, they're, they're it, just confirming. Could, oh yeah, humanity fails. It's like, wait, what? Well, we don't know what they're confirming yet because they haven't really said anything about. I mean, the enough time has passed for a child. Yeah, and he, but he doesn't look. He's probably like seven or eight. Yeah, that's still quite and a then, lot of time. Eleanor Tomlinson doesn't look that different, so it can't have been that long. But you know, that's just BBC maybe, makeup. Maybe maybe they're moffatting you. you. Maybe it isn't their kid. Maybe it's someone they've adopted, and it's actually only like a month uh, a month later. Well, maybe. <laughs> Although that would that, that would be a misdirect in the fact that she tells George's brother, "I'm gonna have his child. I'm gonna have his like, baby. I'm going to have his baby." Before you get the flash forward, and of course, <laughs> of course, Kanisha did the thing that she always does, where she predicts exactly what's going to happen. In the, <laughs> the first time you see like an adult and a child trudging through this this red waste, she's like, "That's George and Amy's son." I'm like. But You're like, no, it no way. And of, course, and of course it is. <laughs> of course it is. It's the future and it's George and Amy's son. And it's like, oh, and, and Amy. And just like looking for George. Does that, is that implying that, that, that when they get separated in Woking, that's the last time they see each other? I don't know. I don't know. Did they get and, separated then, uh, uh, Pizza Express in Woking in 2001? Yeah. <laughs> No, no, no. Um, Epstein was not involved. In no, no, no. And and also, uh, I believe the uh, due to a war injury, the Martians can't sweat. No, <laughs> no, they can't sweat. That's why they have to come to work. They have to come to work and uh, steal steal people's sweat glands. Oh God! Topical. Like just for a week ago. I just don't understand how they go from spinning meteorite that dissipates into nothing to fucking tripod. <laughs> What I don't, it, there's no in between. There is no in between. There is no, in between. and it's not like no, they, they, they need to show. Like, they need to at least show like oh, because I think in Jeff Wayne's thingy they imply that some of these metallic things, the tripods, like were already on Earth and that they they emerge. No, 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 no. That's that's just in the Spielberg. That's just version, the Spielberg one. Okay, where the tripods are already there and they just like teleport into them. Yeah, in the Wayne version and in the um, it's the meteorites. It it's they're in they're, they have the materials for them inside the meteorites and they build them once they yeah. land. So instead of show, instead so of a, showing a pause us between like that kind of oh my god like oh it's yeah. not just this goo that makes people set on fire it's they're building machines like instead of doing that it's just there's a goo and oh there's a machine now yeah oh so dumb it's Do really you think weird. There were scenes between that 
and they just didn't finish them. Because a big speculation uh, would, around this, the delay for this, was the visual effects. The visual effects are fine. Yeah, but considering the visual effects work started on it, like, nearly two years ago, I think? Yeah, no, no, it was yeah, it, it was shooting. It, it, it was, like, in the midst of shooting in Liverpool this time last was year. Was it, though? Because they, they put a clip of it in the in the New Year trailer in January. Yeah. So they must have already like shot some stuff earlier, or at least that was a complete visual effects shot that um, they'd shot early on in production. But It's a complete visual effects shot because it's also the first reveal of the tripod that you see in the true. episode. But think about the turnaround as well. Like Doctor Who, for example, can whip out a bunch of CGI stuff with production like beginning on an episode saying like, uh, the September, and then in March, there's the episode with the CGI components looking pretty damn great for for the yeah. year of broadcast. So it's like, you know, what's what's War of the Worlds' excuse? But it wasn't there a thing as well where people compared the look of the tripod in that trailer to the look of it in a newer one, and they look different? Like they've had the design tweaked somewhat, almost as though someone's gone, nope, scrap that, do it again. Yeah, I don't know. It's. Do you think the tripods have got to go fast? <laughs> do you think? Do you think James Marsden's gonna gonna take the tripod on a road I w- trip to? Uh, I wish to defeat the evil Doctor Robotnik. I wish that it it would go fast, because <laughs> at the moment it's going very very slow. No, they, don't, so production began in in May of twenty seventeen. Oh my god, that long ago. They started filming in Liverpool in April of 2018. Ah, right. Okay, so we've had about a year and a half since cameras rolled. But even, but but even pre-production involves like rendering and, 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 and yeah, testing yeah. where you're going to go with your CGI and all that. So, But filming and post-production were completed in May of 2019. They were still filming some this year? That's well, just filming and post-production. Yeah, it's a three-part drama on BBC One. Like, what? It shouldn't take nearly a year to shoot unless there was extensive reshoots. Like, unless they had to it's shoot a lot of stuff. I mean, then again, it could be something little as like, oh, we need to fill the crowds out in this shot. Like, right, we're going to film some people on, like, green screen and do this, that, and the other. But even so, that is... But uh, also, this... Mm... As has been mentioned by our listeners, this, in in a very derogatory fashion, this series has been written by Peter Harness. Who and can if, write good stuff, but... Yeah. Let's look at what else he's written, shall we? Shall we, then? Shall we take a look at his other writing credits? Um, <clears throat> yeah, he's got The War of the Worlds. Uh, he's written a couple of episodes of Doctor Who. And I bet you know which ones they are. Oh my god, I've just realised. Are they the Monk Trilogy? He wrote uh, one of the Monk oh, Trilogy, fuck. yeah. Uh, he wrote... <laughs> oh, fuck, no. The, the, the Pyramid at the oh, End of the World. that was the second part, wasn't it? Uh, he oh. also wrote The Zygon Invasion oh, and The Zygon I Inversion. That story! And... Why don't we just sit down and talk? Memes, memes, beautiful memes. No, just... I don't know. I like that I, speech. I think that's a I good like, speech. It's a good sentiment, I like certainly. the sentiment behind it, absolutely. I just think it's... the. It's one of those things where like all this talent around it all swelled together to create something that felt really pretentious. 
And he also wrote Kill, Kill the Moon. Yeah, fuck that guy. He wrote the doc- he wrote the Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Oh no, that was cool. Adaptation. I remember that being quite cool. That was also seven episodes. That was Eddie Marsden and uh, Bertie Cavill, wasn't it? Uh, yeah, yes, that was quite yeah. good. Um, okay, don't fuck that guy like too viciously. Just just gently. But like, yeah, the the <laughs> <laughs> the War of the Worlds adaptation. Um, oof, it's been getting some rough reviews on IMDb. I tell you that. And that's because it also went out early. It it's been yeah. It's you can find full synopses of the series. Like I've been spoiled on a couple of things that are going to happen in the future, just be just from like trying to research this one because all three episodes have aired in other. Yeah, countries. we've been for those for those who are wondering for those who are wondering uh, how we know about all this stuff. Uh, lovely Ian over on the Discord was the first to sort of notify as this was yeah. happening. If you want to join the Discord, patreoncom slash Damncast for as little as one dollar a month, you can help support the show and join the Discord. Um, the first episode premiered all the way back in the on the sixth of October. Jesus wept. Like what? What? What's the? What was the delay? Like, why did we get it later? I, I why did we get know. no news on its broadcast till? Because if I remember correctly, we got the air date less than a fortnight ago. Was when they yeah. said it's going to go out on November the seventeenth. Yeah, it feels like they're trying to bury it, which they probably should because it's not good. It's so strange. It's so strange, man. I just, I don't know. Part of me did wonder actually recently whether or not uh, because of. Uh, rumored delay to Doctor Who's production and various bits and pieces. Whether they were holding it back to fill the void for genre drama a little bit, but then I realised no, they could they could probably just release Dracula sooner if they really wanted to do that. And they've got his Dark Materials. So it's not like they're out of family friendly genre stuff to show. Yeah, and his Dark Materials is really good. We're three episodes into that now, and it's really, really good. They've still got a bit of a backlash. There's people who don't like it. Yeah, I've, I've seen people that. people who like, think it's boring and weird. And I don't get it, because I really like it. And you like great things. Like, um... Careful looking now. into the milk thing and the coffee machine. Looking into... Don't look into the milk okay. machine. <laughs> uh, don't look into don't the look bil- milk bit. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, this could. this is an adaptation that could be rescued by... By uh, the next two episodes, but looking at the, uh, I mean, looking at the the reviews for the next two episodes, I'm not I'm not convinced. You ain't confident, fam. It's like sitting around at, at, between on if you look at the IMDb scores, which are you know always not exactly indicative, but it goes from a six point six in episode one to a five point eight in episode three, so it's a, it's a bit of a dip. Yeah, that ain't a, that say. ain't good signs. Maybe the Martians. Um, yeah, who fucking knows? <laughs> who if anyone, knows? if anyone watches it and doesn't like it, and it's their first experience of War of the Worlds, my advice is: I immediately after watching it, if you are disappointed, go and listen to the Jeff Wayne album instead. Oh yeah, too fucking right. Still yeah, my yeah, favorite yeah. adaptation. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. It's just so great because it just it just sort of encapsulates how creepy and 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 uh all consuming the invasion is and really highlights yeah. how like inevitable humanity's failure is going to be and how sanity sanity yeah. so fragile as they suddenly like civilization as they know it is suddenly snatched away from them and they don't know what the hell to do it's so well done it's great and also some absolute bangers that slap to absolute <laughs> bangers that do in fact slap <laughs> we'll start over again Oh, it's it's quite good. Um, 
It's quite good, Let's Chris. Around. Do you know what else is quite good? Apparently. What? The fabled Snyder Cut of the Justice League See, movie. I don't know where this has suddenly come from again. Like, <laughs> so last couple of days, we've had fucking Bat- Batfleck yeah, himself. Yeah, last night as of this recording, um, Batfleck kicked it up. Because but basically, for, for, those who, for those who were like, wait, what's the Snyder Cut? Justice League came out in 2017. We saw it. We thought it was pretty shite. But what was interesting about it was its production cycle was very troubled. It was originally going to be a two-part movie, and then Batman v Superman. I mean, similar to the BBC adaptation yeah, of War no the Worlds, the, the, the production cycle was more interesting than the actual finished product. The, the, Batman, um, the Batman v Superman's critical reception was was dreadful, pretty much. And, and and there were people who loved it, and that's great. And hey, we didn't. We wish we loved it. We honestly wish we liked it. I'm, I can't believe I have to reiterate this every time we talk about a thing we don't like that has a big fan base. But here it is, guys. We don't want to hate movies or TV shows. We want to enjoy it's them. It's okay to like bad things. You, you can, can like bad yeah, things. Yeah, but like, you, no, don't. Because when you say that, someone's going to go, but it's not bad. It's great. You two don't know what you're talking about. You're Marvel shills. I mean, we wish we were Marvel shills. That'd be great. If we could get paid, yeah, I mean, that'd get be paid nice. for that, that'd be amazing. Because we have, for the I'd most part, enjoyed the content that's come out of the MCU. But um, like, we, we don't want to dislike Batman v Superman on the DCEU. We just haven't liked it. On t- oh, God, I would love a good Batman movie. I'd love a good Superman movie. I'd love movie. a good Justice League film. A good Justice League film would be the dream. I'd like a good Superman film. Um, it's, you know, we want we want stuff that we would like, but unfortunately we didn't like these. Um, I for, Disclaimer for anyone who's immediately like, we're not going to listen to you because you don't like the DCEU. Which DCEU films do you like? Uh, Wonder Woman. Yep, I love Wonder Woman. I think it's great. Aquaman. I had a lot of fun with Aquaman, yeah. Shazam. I Shazam is my favourite and I adore the hell out of it. Uh that's it so far, I think, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Like I think I think there were there were things I liked about Suicide Squad, but the film overall not so much. Um I didn't care for Man of Steel because it was so far removed from what I like about Superman. Yeah. So, you know, that that's not on my radar. Uh, I thought Batman v Superman was dreadful. Like, just the pacing, it's, the tone. Um, the fact that it stopped for, like, 20 minutes to show Batman doing his gains, brah. was just like, it, what is this? It, it's just a mess. Like, in, Cap- like, the worst way possible. Murder Man versus Captain Hypocrite. It was just like, I don't understand what Mur- this is. Um, Murder Man! <laughs> and Justice League is... Just tonally not very good. Now, that could be down to the fact that the Trouble production uh, was sort of out of everyone's hands. At first, it was Warner Brothers' reaction to Batman v Superman's critical reception. They cut Justice yeah, League yeah. down from two films to one film. And Zack Snyder was already in pre-production on a two-part film. So he had to cram a load of stuff together and move a load of other things. Um, then on top of that... Um, there was a, a, a pretty horrific tragedy in Zack Snyder's life. He and his wife Deborah lost their daughter in really unfortunate circumstances, and he needed time away. And this was toward the end of principal photography for the film, so yeah. the majority of it was shot. About sort of seventy percent of it was shot, and they just couldn't go on. And it's one of those things where it's like, absolutely take the time you need absolutely take that yeah, time. Yeah, too fucking right. But, oh, the, but at the same time, it being a business, there are millions of dollars at stake. So mm. Warner Brothers have to make a decision. They can't just halt the production. They have to do something. So they'd been talking with Joss Whedon, 
whose superhero movie experience obviously most recently was on the first two Avengers movies and doing bits and pieces with the Russos to like lay the groundwork for phase two and everything. And they um, they came to Joss Whedon because they'd been talking about doing a, Bat- a Batgirl movie with him. And they said, right, Joss, you finish it. So Joss helped finish it. He finished the main shoot and then he helped helm the reshoots. And between the first teaser trailer and the first full trailer, which was a trailer featuring just Snyder's stuff and then a trailer featuring stuff by both of them, there was an obvious tonal shift. The film became lighter, um, both visually and uh, within the dialogue and the tone. And they literally just turned up the colour grade. Yeah, oh, well. Like they, they just turned up the saturation Yeah, there's this the horrible saturation look to the whole movie. But just little things like when we first see the Flash in what we then later learn is the scene of fighting against the revised, revived Superman, it's yeah. at night time. And then in the film and in the new trailer, it's in the day. And it's like, that's... Huh. Okay, that's interesting. Because um, obviously it's all it was all done in studios anyway. It wasn't on location. So you can easily do that. But lighting the actors were lit like it was night so that might be why they started to play the saturation i can see why they did the saturation thing in a way they wanted to kind of give it that that comic book visual emphasis by like making the colors pop like crazy but that was i love popping colors you know me (laughs) but that was totally jarring because snyder does do that but he tends to work in muted colors so suddenly to see a film that obviously had his fingerprints all over it not look like a Zack Snyder movie felt strange. Can I just say that's really unprofessional as well? Like you should never touch the film. Oh god, it's very sensitive material. <laughs> no, a digital. The last thing you want when you're getting it projected is a big old fingerprint over <laughs> Batman's face. No, we're in a digital era now, Matt. The the thing to do would be I accidentally leave a watermark on it because you've used an online cheap film editing thing. <laughs> Oh no! Just a website across the middle of the screen. The whole film. Um, this is my Sonic OC. Don't steal. Uh, so, um, oh, so it's it's a hybrid of a movie. Ultimately, I hybrid. think I think the t- oh don't oh god. I think the tonal. It's as awful as that. I think the tonal choices, the cho- the cho- the choice to lighten it up was a smart call overall for the franchise, but. It felt really jarring with Justice League, uh, especially because if you watch Batman v Superman and Justice League back to back, they feel like completely different mission statements in a way that's just like, it's, it's like you've eaten a hot dog covered in mustard and onions, and then you take a bite of the next one and it's covered in whipped cream. It's like, the hot dog's definitely still here, but it tastes very different and very like stark to I the mean, one I've just had. I've got to, I've got to be honest, you're not not selling me on it hot dogs and whipped cream my man this is the future but um, so so it's i can see why people would be upset with it and also justice league is like right this is a fresh start this is a fresh start we've come off the good grace of wonder woman forget man of steel and batman v superman this is where we're going from now on but it relies so heavily on you knowing the outcome of batman v superman for the story to work um, and it's much it much like my my hesitation uh, it, with Birds of Prey coming up in the new year. Like, I, I feel like it's going to rely on you knowing Suicide Squad, even though the healthiest thing it could do is forget Suicide Squad ever happened. I don't, I don't, I think you were in a little too much. Yeah, I, don't I, I think prob- that's going to be the case. I probably am, and I hope I am. I absolutely hope I am. I want to have a good time with that film. Um, I hope you are as well. 
but uh, it, with with Justice League, it's 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 indisputable, isn't it? Like it, you need Batman v Superman for that film to exist. It's why Batman's putting a team together. Yeah, it's yeah, why they it, go, we can't win. Let's use the mother box to resurrect Superman, which seems like a weirdly reckless thing for the characters to do. Let's let's use the MacGuffin to MacGuffin the MacGuffin. Yeah, um, and and lots of stuff uh, uh, was cut out in this because the film doesn't have a huge runtime, does it? Overall, it's just, just, League, just under two just hours. Under two I think. hours. Uh, sh- uh, Cyborg's backstory is severely cut down uh, in a way. In a way that I think works narratively anyway, as is in, in the way it's presented. The problem is, even with Joss Whedon on board, they don't give Cyborg enough to do to make him likable or or someone you can sympathise with. Ray Fisher I mean, does his best, and I, I'm not surprised that even he has now got involved in this thing. Because he, fair, he did a lot of work in the original shoot yeah. on on building up uh, Victor's story and everything. So, so but the, also, it is an uphill struggle to make Cyborg interesting. Hey, Teen Titans, the cartoon, absolutely nails it. Teen Titans, go. That too. <laughs> absolutely nails <laughs> Cyborg. Too. That too. Because um, in, like in the film where he goes, booyah. And it's meant to be a fan service moment, but it's like, this Cyborg clearly does not say booyah. Like, why, no, clearly not. Why is he saying booyah? This cyborg um, clearly does not. Also, fall. I hate the fact that he's so. <laughs> I hate the fact that he's so clearly CGI. Uh, like, do you know what yeah, I mean? You need. Yeah. You need. I mean, I, I'm not saying do what they did to poor um, Jovian Wade in in Doom Patrol, where it looks like they've just stuck something to him. Like, you need to find a, a halfway house. I know. At the same time, just do that and stuck and stick things to him. Yeah. Like Ray Fisher is a prominent theatre actor with a shitload of experience. The guy will make it work. Like, as, yeah. as long as you don't make him look like a Halloween costume, he will make it work. No, make him look like a Halloween costume. It's good for the kids. <laughs> That's how he blends in. It's like, oh, you're dressed like yeah. that cyborg dude. Yes. Dressed yes. like him. <laughs> I dressed like him. So suffice to say, Justice League had mixed reactions on its release. And it was a strange one because there is a very... And you might be listening to this as one of these people. And if you are, cool. But just listen to what we have to say. Oh, you're one of those, are you? There are fans of the DCEU who are ultra-passionate about it to a fault. Like, who, who absolutely love it and back it and want it to work, but won't consider the opinion of anyone who has an issue with it at all. Like, won't think about it. Now... In the interest of fairness, but it isn't a bloody war between two sides. Of course, there are Marvel stands who do the same thing, and they are also stupid but the point is there's this whole thing where it's like the justice league can do no wrong but a lot of the same Mm. people then decided that they didn't like it a few months later um they just stopped liking it because it became apparent that Zack snyder had a cut of the film in some form now when we say a cut of the movie, this will be going off of the 70-ish percent he shot before he had to take his leave from the film. Yeah. Uh, much like Richard Donner, working on the original two Superman films. Like, he had footage that he worked on. And when he says he has a cut of it, what he'll have meant is that he he put together a work edit. A lot of directors... Yeah, there's a work print, yeah. yeah a lot of directors um, also are, editor, are the editor or work with the editors of a movie. And in the case of big blockbusters, they have to work with other editors. They can't do it themselves. But no. they make work prints as they go. So when the studio's like, how's it coming along? They can be like, oh, have you got an hour? I'll show you an hour of the film. And things like that, just to 
you know, to, to, it's good for them to keep track of where they're up to. It's good for them to keep track of what shots they still need to get or shots they need to pick up or redo in reshoots. Um, it, it's just practical. It's good, it's good work ethic. Um, and Snyder obviously had a cut of it. This was based on the stuff he had shot. For some reason, when that was first put out into the world, a big chunk of the DCEU fan base decided that there was a separate cut of the movie that is Snyder's vision. And of course it is. like It was his shoot of it at this point. Yeah. But it's Snyder's vision. Ergo, it must be better because, like, scare quotes, like, the Marvel boy Whedon clearly tried to ruin Justice League. And it's like, no, he didn't. He wanted to make a Batgirl film. Why would he sabotage the studio he's working with to favour a studio he very openly does not want to work with anymore? I.e. Disney and Marvel Studios. Joss Whedon's made it clear he doesn't want to work with Marvel anymore because he had a terrible time making Age of Ultron. And it, it really like stressed him out and, and, and ground him down. So he probably slept with a few of the female extras. But the point is, um, that was did you get that was topical for like a year ago? Yeah. It's cool, right? Yeah, it? it was very good. Yeah. Very good. Yeah. Man's a right, very good. man's a writing genius, but he's also a creep. Uh so yeah. um people can be multiple things. Sherlock Holmes was the greatest detective in all of fiction, but he's also an opium addict, just saying. Uh, and he also played the violin, which I think is a more heinous crime. So, <laughs> so <laughs> quiet, Watson. I'm trying to think. <laughs> Watson's just like, oh, for Christ's sake, it's four in the morning. Oh, trying to play more like Sherlock. <laughs> Sherlock, just just take some opium. Take some opium and zone out from the fireplace, please. For once, my friend, please. I'm encouraging you to get high. Get high. Um, so stop playing the violin. Mrs. Lovett, put some crack in his tea. Um, Mrs. Lovett, Mrs. Hudson, bloody hell. Mrs. Lovett, Mrs. Be- Lovett. Mrs. Lovett make him an opium pie. Mrs. Lovett, what a charming notion, eminently practical and yet appropriate as always. Mrs. Lovett, how I live without you all these years, I'll never know! Sorry. Well, we're doing a stage greeting. Um, <laughs> so, like, yeah, so, so uh, people assume that Whedon was trying to sabotage it or they just suddenly re- decided they didn't like it, despite being very passionately for it when it needed that support when it was out. Mm. Um, so there was a lot of like, oh, for God's sake, there's this whole territorial thing. The same people who were like, oh, such a body's in the film. It's already my favourite film. And then they decide it's their favourite film. Yeah. People get really invested in something and and back that horse and decide that is the hill they want to die on before they've even seen a second of it. Yeah. Like, that'd be like, like, I, like we've just talked about, I have some... Um, I have some, uh, what do be called sort of pre preconceived concerns about something? Yes. Uh, yeah. If you have preconceived concerns, I have, have preconceived have... concerns about birds of prey. Worries. Yeah. I don't swear by them because I haven't seen it. And when I see it, I can go, Oh yeah, no, that thing I was worried about happened or, Oh, I'm glad that thing I was worried about didn't happen. But like, I'm yeah, not, yeah. I'm not going to go into it going, Oh, well, they've done this. And then we'll come out of it going, they definitely did it. Even if it's clear they didn't. And there are people who have just decided like the DCEU is way better than Marvel or the DCEU is, um, you know, superior storytelling and, and needs to be championed. And like, don't like the, you don't owe those films anything. They don't exist yet. Mm-hmm. Like, 
<laughs> you know what I mean? It's it's so weird. It's it's I don't know. It's like it's like whenever Beyonce releases, you know, a preview clip of an upcoming song or tells people the launch date of an album, and no one's heard anything about it, and they're like, "Oh my god, it's the greatest album of all time." It's like you don't know that. <laughs> you Bayhive weirdos, calm down. <laughs> I'll never get Beyonce. The Beyonce, like her fans, seem to be the least nasty out of all the obsessive fan bases online. But it is that weird thing where I'm like, "Are you guys okay?" Are you are you okay? Do you need a do you need a moment? Do you need a moment alone with Beyonce? Because <laughs> do you need a moment alone with Beyonce? Well, like with a picture of Beyonce, because it's like you guys, are you okay? You know what I mean? It's it's one of those where it's really weird. Like even even in music, you get like nasty fans who you attack mm. others. Like Gaga's fans at one point were being really horrible, and it's like her entire message is about acceptance, inclusivity, and like having a good time, not at the expense of others. So why you... No, but we like this thing more than other people. Oh, we've got the Doctor Who thing. You're not a proper fan if you've not watched the classic series. And you're not oh, a proper fan because you're off. telling people who've not watched the classic series that they're not welcome, you twat. You're not a proper fan um, if you like series 11. Um, oh, Christ alive. So, uh, you know... The, the, the just did, you see, did you see people going on about how the, the Children in Need thing was staged? Yeah. Oh, she was an actor. I have a friend who was there. She's an actor. And just before the take... One of, one of them actually says... On Gallifrey base, <laughs> this, this screen crash <laughs> that they, they rubbed onions under her eyes before they went on stage. Oh, I love it because they're because it. they're that assured in their own masculinity that they uh, they know that a young girl cannot possibly be inspired by seeing someone who looks like her in her favorite TV show. <laughs> Bullshit like this that makes me keep Doctor Who fandom at arms. Like, I hate Doctor just, Who fandom so much. It's just the worst. I, I like Doctor Who fans. I hate uh, Doctor... Well. No, 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 no. I like Doctor <laughs> Who fans. No, I like Doctor Who fans. I can have a conversation with a Doctor Who fan. I hate Doctor Who fandom. Because it's just yeah. this hive mind of lovely people and very loud, nasty people. It yeah. sucks. And it's like everyone who's ever nasty to anyone else about Doctor Who completely again is missing the point of the show that they like yeah it's so strange it's so weird that that happens um because again yeah with that one um someone was saying like this is why this is why a female doctor is important look at this look at this reaction it's wonderful and someone's like well can't she have a hero if it was a male actor so she could totally do that as well like why are we making it a a thing of the sexes it's like no you're making it a thing of the sexes we're pointing out that when a young viewer watches a show like, young eyes and young minds are open to everything. They don't think of things as, like, separate races or, or separate yeah. genders in a way that is, like, we must segregate everyone into these boxes. They just think of people as people, friends as friends, family as family. That's what they think. But at the same time, when they're looking up to someone, usually the thing that a young mind will connect to first is something that they can relate to. And something the most direct common, way yeah. to do that is to see yourself in something. As you get older, you see yourself in other aspects of stuff. Like, I am absolutely not, like, um, you know, I, I am not Willow Rosenberg from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. Uh, At all. What? I am not Alison Hannigan's character from Buffy the Vampire Slayer. But I can watch... Why wa- but, didn't you tell me this? I probably should have informed you. But I can now, as an older, you know, guy than when I was younger watching it, I can look at Willow and I can absolutely sort of see her journeys mm. with romance and be like, yep, yeah, no, I've been there. Yep, yeah, no, I've been there. I can absolutely see her like 
her, her moments of self-doubt that lead into sort of a feeling of confidence and, and you know, self-assurance. I've been through that stuff. I can relate to that. I can see that. But when I was much younger, when I was watching Buffy, my favourite character was Xander. Because I was a goofy little, like, kid. Were? Uh, okay. At the time, I was a goofy little kid. You and, were? and Xander was the goofy kid of the group. And I was like, oh, that's me. Are, I know, I know. I'm the Zeppo. But like I, but I look at I look at that was a deep cut for Buffy fans. But I, mm. but I I, mm. I I I you know when you're a kid that's what you do. You immediately associate with yourself. That is why it's important that representation is throughout, especially family media, because young kids always connect more to someone that looks like them. That's just how yeah. it is, and that's fine. That's absolutely fine. And as they get older, I guarantee that girl absolutely loved watching Capaldi. And absolutely loved watching Matt. And you know what I mean? Like, absolutely, she would have grown up watching those things. And that's why she was a fan, which is why she watched it when Jodie was in it. And But, but then she yeah. just absolutely, it was that last connecting bridge of, hey, guess what? This could be you that that did it. Jodie, classy bugger as well. She hands over the screwdriver prop. Because again, that the, a bunch of comments were going like, oh, so what, just giving her a screwdriver toy? Like, oh my God, it's pathetic. It's like, no, she, she gave her one of the screwdrivers from the show. Yeah. It's not it's about the fact that it's a screwdriver. It's not a screwdriver. It's about the fact that she owns a piece of the show. That's cool, man. Um, and when she said, from one doctor to the next, it's like, yeah. oh my God, Jodie, you, oh. I really, she gets I, it. I really hope they give you more meaty stuff to work with in series 12, because you're brilliant. Um, so yeah, like, no, no, no. But anyway. We'll already have lost a bunch of people now. Like, God, they're slagging off DC fans. They're slagging off people who have a problem with Series 11. Yeah, we are. Everyone's um, a target. <laughs> so, yeah. So, th- there are people who decided then immediately that this cut of the film must be a complete cut and they want to see it. Yeah. And hashtag yeah. release the Snyder Cut began. Uh, it's been going on for nearly... Nearly two years? Yeah, it's two years since Justice League came out, so it's been going on for about been, a year and ten months now, this this thing of release. It's been going on for cut. nearly two bloody long. And it was fueled even more over the course of this year. Because people probably noticed whenever they looked at the trending tab on Twitter that yeah. it's been showing up a lot more recently. It's been a pretty permanent fixture, yeah. Earlier this year, during the sort of wind-down marketing for Aquaman, Jason Momoa said, oh, there's a Snyder Cut, I've seen it. Now, Jason Momoa is many things, some of them wonderful, but <laughs> one of them is a bit of a shit stirrer. So it's entirely possible what he's saying is, I saw like the edit that Zach was doing. Yeah. And I like it. And that exists. But instead, he's going, you know, I saw the Snyder Cut, it exists. It's like, no, Jason, there are people who don't. Because that's another thing. A lot of people who really believe that this finished version exists don't understand how film works. <laughs> Like how making film works. Even yeah. if even if Zack has an edit, Warner Brothers will have to invest millions of dollars to finish visual to finish effects it, yeah. and film some scenes that he didn't get to film. Which means paying actors, people like Affleck, who have left the role. Yeah. <laughs> and, and Cavill, who has likely left the role. It's just like... What well, is going here on? We go. Here we go. So, so recently, well, yeah, our, uh, our good friend uh, earlier earlier this year there was a, a one significant one to mention real quick. Sorry, um, earlier this year Kevin Smith 
poured for you. Yeah, on this the is fire. what I was going to mention. Yeah, 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 go, yeah. go hit me, hit me, hit me. Hit yeah, me. so he's he, he's turned around and confirmed that there's a Snyder cut, but he also says, um. Well, he said, well, the, the full quote is, I've not seen it firsthand. And also, to be clear, I know Zach, but it's not like we're fucking tight, son. <laughs> that being said, I've spoken now to enough people at various levels in that production. There is a Snyder Cut, for sure. That's not a mythical beast. It exists. Now, it's not a finished movie by any stretch of the imagination. Right. So, he's cleared it up there. However, people... Just listen to that first bit and run with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, of course. Because why wouldn't you just listen to the first bit and then run with it? Which is so why strange. Would you actually... it's like, he, he makes it clear there that there's a court, but it's not a finished thing. It's not a done thing. Yeah, yeah. So that fuels speculation even further um, and baffles me because so many people on that hardcore DCEU standing like wave were like, yeah, see, Kevin's the real deal. Like he knows what he's talking about. It's like... Kevin you, you is know, the real you know, deal. You know that Kevin prefers to talk only about the stuff he enjoys and doesn't like to linger on stuff he doesn't enjoy. He's made a point of that on Fat Man Beyond mm. recently quite a lot mm. um, because he'd rather just talk about the stuff he likes because why not? Um, which is why he didn't talk about Justice League or Batman v Superman very much beyond his initial watch because he made it clear in his reviews good. that he was like, I really like this and I really like this. Rest of it, not so much. So, you know, we'll yeah. call it there. So it's like, it's not like he's going, you know, this deserves to be seen. He's like, he's just saying, yeah, no, I've heard about it. I've heard that there's a cut and and Zach's got it. And, and you know, like, cool. And, and he, he also then followed up in, in that interview and, and when he reiterated on one of his podcasts that they should release it in whatever state they choose because it will make a billion dollars. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. I don't think it'll make a billion dollars, but it'll definitely make a lot of bank. Because there is enough of a fan base there, and if you charge them enough, they'll pay for it. Well, you say that, I don't think they will. Ah, well. I think it's a lot of bluster. The rumour has now kicked up. Again, I reiterate, we're recording this on Monday the 18th. The rumour has now kicked up that something is being prepared for public consumption. Because a few weeks back, there's, there's a lot of people who've been paying for release the Snyder Cut ads on bus stops in L.A., uh, they, they paid for them to be outside Comic-Con earlier this year and stuff like that. But some of them, to give, them, to give I know, it's ridiculous, but to give them credit, some of them have tied it in with charities, like where people donate to help, okay, donate to help fund the banners and at the same time a cut of the proceeds goes to a charity and things like that. Because Zack Snyder early in October retweeted an article about one of them saying like, so happy and so pleased with some of the fans like being so kind and 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 passionate and it's like yeah cool great because Zack Snyder doesn't use social media very much he, he tweets like once a month um so to go out of his way to say that was kind of cool then he's done some signings at conventions recently and people have said to him so where's where's the Snyder cut and he's gone it exists so that's poured more fuel on the fire he's yeah, he'll he, be like it'll be it will work print it'll be it'll a work, be a work print. print but on Sunday, the seventeenth of November, Ben Affleck, the the once and I suppose future in name alone Batfleck, the once and future Bat, tweeted out hashtag Uh-oh. release the Snyder Cut. Uh oh. Now, quite a lot of writers and actors at various levels associated with DC or not have done this over time, but when the Batman gets involved, people listen. When the Batman, when the Batman speaks, 
people listen. Not that long before he's he... Because he's putting on a weird voice and you can't hear him if you don't. <laughs> Not that long before he tweeted that out, Gal Gadot tweeted out, hashtag release the Snyder Cut. So Wonder Woman and Batman tweeted out, hashtag mm. release the Snyder Cut on the same day. Mm. Zack Snyder retweeted uh, Gal Gadot saying, um, listen to the ancient Amazonian, something like that. Mm. And then he tweeted, retweeted Ben Affleck saying, um, um, also the Batman, something like that. Uh, he said, um, I've got the article up here. Uh, he retweeted it. He retweeted Gal Gadot with, this ancient Amazonian can't be wrong. And then t- retweeted the Ben Affleck one that says, neither can Batman. Now, then David Ayer retweeted Ben Affleck. Oh no, David Ayer got David involved. David Ayer got involved because there's also, and I learned this last night, a second campaign going on called Release the Ayer Cut. No! Of no! people who want the David Ayer Cut of Suicide Squad to be released. Because Suicide Squad, God, no. Suicide Squad was edited by three different people. There is David no Ayer way. did an edit, Warner Brothers separate of him did an edit, and the trailer house that made the trailers did an edit, and that's the version that went to cinemas. The version that went to home media that. was the version that went to cinemas with some of the stuff from Ayer's cut put back in. Um Oh god. It just I I I uh, But anyway. David Ayer is again a man of many things. I'm sure he's a lovely person in real life, but he's an absolute shit stirrer when it comes to <laughs> his art and contributions. I've to seen this his world. interviews. I don't think he is. Like, I mean, he got up at the he got up on stage at the premiere of Suicide Squad and just yelled "fuck Marvel" into a microphone. Yeah, You're like, very good. Why are you it's very good? Like, why are you spinning division for Christ? Which is weird because the Marvel lot have never shown this kind of hostility. Like, even last night, Dave Batista tweeted out. Hashtag release the Snyder Cut. I want to see it. Come on, guys. So it's like, look, MCU actors are just like, yeah, sure, go for it. Do you know what I mean? It's like They're yeah, not being no. nasty. They're like, yeah, cool. Go for it. Because, you know, healthy competition, healthy environment. The more of these films there are, the better everyone will strive to be to like match or outdo one another. Like, that's mm. cool. Um, mm. You know, and again, we are not overly fond of the DCEU does not mean that we don't want the DCEU to succeed. We want it to be great. I would like all movies to be good, please. Yeah, I want Wonder Woman 1984 to blow my goddamn brains out. Like, with joy and wonder. Can we not have another 2017 The Mummy? Thanks. Oh, God. Um, Like, that was a disappointment. Like, ooh, I I was down with the idea of the Dark Universe. Like, I'm not going to lie. But (laughs) The game has begun. Oh, (laughs) oh, no, this was... These are going to be bad, and then it turns out these weren't going to be these at all because None of them that exist. one was so bad. <laughs> so you know, there, there, there's a world where I could be enjoying Matt a dark Matt, universe. But no. I've got one film what? for you: what? Monster Squad. No, I, does everything no, I you get need. It. I get that Monster Squad exists. <laughs> yeah, but I don't want Monster Squad. Everyone wants Monster Squad. <laughs> I want double billet with. Um, What's that one where Howie Mandel plays that monster that lives under the bed? I'm sorry? A little monster or something like that? I'm sorry, what? I don't know. Howie Mandel plays a plays a like blue furry creature that lives under this kid's bed and they get into adventures. Why am I just learning about this now? You thought Gizmo was weird. No, <laughs> now Gizmo. Howie Mandel Gizmo is, is the monster under your bed. <laughs> 
Gizmo is bae. Gizmo. Hashtag release the Gizmo cut. Gizmo is um, life. Gizmo is light. Is love. Oh god, no, 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 no. <laughs> Somebody. So um. Oh yeah. So 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 th- th- this fire has been the fuel. Of this fire has been absolutely stoked. Ray Fisher then tweeted it as well. Yeah. So you've got one half of the Justice League making a fuss as of the 17th of November. No one retweeted Ray Fisher because everyone was just like, who? <laughs> oh, I feel bad for him, man. I He's feel a good bad actor. for Ray I feel real bad for him. But this says one of two things to me. This says either, because Snyder's parted ways with Warner Brothers now. Like he's yeah. not working with them. He's not on the DCEU. He's not a consultant. No, he's doing his big um, zombie action film for Netflix. Yeah. So Snyder has no stake in that game anymore. This says one of two things to me. Either, one, they've reached a conclusion and them and Warners have decided they're going to put something together for public consumption. Mm. Um, And this is all of them kind of getting involved in teasing it a little bit and and like teasing the idea that something is going to come out soon. Or second option is that he's trying to put on a public display to to annoy Warner Brothers like Warners are not talking or not considering it yeah. and he's just using that fan campaign and furore to get that going oh, I um, love a furore I love a good furore that, that would mean that he's in a really good place friend wise with Affleck and Fisher that they would get involved I think that's and be like uh... yeah we'll back you up but also Godot, who does have stake in this all. And if this is her stepping out of line, that's quite unlikely. Yeah. Because, you know, she's a human and she can say what she likes, of course. But Unless she's, she's, also, you know, she's also tied to a contract to play a hero in their movies. And if she's seen to be kind of publicly shaming the studio, then that's a bad look. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. So I think as a result, it's more likely, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, that we're going to see a Snyder cut being released in some form. Now, whether that is finished with animatics or um, whether it's a Richard Donner thing where Zach's just taken what he's got and done what he can with it or, or is going to do that... Um, I don't see Warner Brothers pouring millions into adding stuff to it. I see them going, here's your toys, put them in whatever order you want. They're not going to be shooting anything for it, let's put it that way. No, no. They might do some they might be they might do some effects, but there's no way they're gonna chuck a huge budget at it. Because as loud and as passionate as the release the Snyder Cut like um fan base are, they're not the general movie-going audience. Um, any money that Justice League made, or Aquaman, which is, of course, like the highest-grossing DC movie ever, any of that money that they made wasn't just the fans going to see it. That was Johnny-come-lately going, oh, that looks good, and just going to watch it. Like, they're not all going to go out to watch Justice League again. Or they're mm. not all going to buy Justice League again, or for the first time, just because it's slightly different. So, to make money on this, they need to spend as little as possible putting it together. And the best way to do that is to, um, you know, just use this stuff that already exists and have a small budget to tweak and add things if need be, but a very small budget. 
use your stars to market the fact that it's coming. Yeah. Because that's cheap. Like, you don't have to pay Affleck anything to say, hey, Affleck, can you just tweet out hashtag release the Snyder Cut? And he'll just go, yeah, sure. And then it goes out to his millions of followers. Mm. Uh, and you do that for enough people, you know. You maybe put a trail in front of Wonder Woman 1984 next year, next summer. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe. Like, you know, for wherever it's going to be. And Warner Brothers are on the verge of working with HBO Go on their streaming service. So the rumour is that whatever form this takes to minimise the risk, but see as best profit as they can, they will make whatever the Snyder Cut is available on the streaming service. Yeah, that makes that which not only makes yeah. bank that which not only makes bank that month when it comes out, but makes bank the same way all streaming services and subscriptions do, which is from people forgetting they're paying for it and paying an additional three or four months before they cancel it. Mm. That would make them more money than putting it in cinemas for a limited run. Yeah. So I think we are going to see the release of, and I can't stress this enough, a Snyder Cut. The Snyder Cut does not exist that everyone has mythologized. But the work print or edit with some repackaging, it looks like we're going to get that. That's a weird thought to me. That like, I'm happy for people who want this thing for whatever reason they want it be it blind passion or just a genuine love of the characters and wanting to see you know yeah. what would have what would have been had the, the the tragic circumstances in the Snyder's life not happened um or or even if it's just people going it was his baby he never got to finish it I want him to have closure mm. like and they just support him as a person despite the fact that he really loves the work of Ayn Rand and has recently come out as saying no I don't see any of the fascism stuff and I just think it's really cool it's like oh for God's sake Zach it's not far right. I just think it's about architecture and stuff. It's like, oh, for God's sake, Zach. <laughs> for God's sake, Zach. Are you that tone deaf? You're, either, be, you're so. either an idiot or you're pretending to be an idiot. One of the two. At one point, which is which is less heinous. Yeah. Like, it's, you know. So, like, it's, it's, you know, I'm happy for people who want this. But I will say this. Do you know what will suck? For everyone involved. <laughs> Anyone, if you pay him enough. <laughs> Big Damn Cast, sponsored by BJ's. Yeah. Um, if, it, if it's really bad. Now, I, I don't necessarily think it's going to be great, whatever form it takes. I don't think it's going to improve, per se, on the Justice League I saw. Yeah. I also don't think it could be any worse than the Justice League I saw, but I'm open to be surprised. What um, could possibly be worse? It still has shit Steppenwolf in it. It'll still have um, mustache Superman because obviously there's stuff that yeah that they didn't get round to shooting yet. Because part of the reason why Cavill was shooting Mission Impossible and everything was because of the way the shoot cut short. He went on to Mission Impossible. So had Zack Snyder's carried on, he probably wouldn't have done Mission Impossible and would have filmed more stuff in that original block. You reckon? Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. Because he was meant to obviously be in that film more, and the majority of what we see of him in the cut that was released 
is the CGI mustache covered up version. So it's like they definitely had more to shoot with him. It must have it must have been literally that case of because they didn't get it back to shooting immediately. There was like a good month of downtime. And I don't blame him in that month for going, mm. I don't know what's happening. My agent has told me Mission Impossible want me. That's guaranteed work for the next seven months. I'm going to go and do that. Yeah, too, right. Like, I don't blame him at all for doing that. That's that's, that's how this industry works. Like, you do and what you got to do when you got to do it. if he was passionate about the film he was making either, I wouldn't be surprised. Because mm. I don't think the Justice League original script or whatever was going to be particularly brilliant like it's i don't think i don't think what we're going to get is going to be brilliant at all um it will just be different and it'll appeal to some people more than the original cut did and that's it that's all we're going to get but imagine if even the people who really wanted it think it's trash (laughs) they spent two years of their life asking for it (laughs) i can't I can't handle that much irony. <laughs> the ironing is delicious. I just can't. Um, so, uh, do you, uh, do you, gentle listener, uh, want them to hashtag release the Snyder Cut? Where do you stand on this conspiracy? What developments have happened since we recorded this? If stomach has changed and you want us to talk about it next week, email in bigdamncontact.gmail.com. You can, of course, hit us up on Twitter at BigDamCast. And, even better... Chats was on Discord. Go to patreon.com slash bigdamncast. For as little as $1 a month, you can support us in our endeavours um, and get on the Discord and all that good stuff. But, but hey, you can read my live reactions to the rest of the War of the Worlds BBC yeah. series. Chuck us a couple more shekels and you can even like decide what stuff we cover later, get commentaries months before the rest of the world, yeah. get credits in our videos and so much more. Yeah, I'm going to put another commentary up this week, uh, one that I should have yeah. put ages ago. <laughs> But I've just, you know. That's right. Let's let's do it. Let's, let's say exactly what it is, um, ladies and gentlemen, because it'll be out by this point. Uh, be, Folks. Uh, Red Dwarf uh, meltdown. Yes, uh, that's good. So if you want to venture to venture to Wax World with yeah. us um, and see Winnie the Pooh get shot <laughs> by a firing squad, and if you're not a patron, <laughs> then you'll have to wait three months to get hold of it. Um, yeah, it'll be yours in February, but you can have it now if you become a patron of uh, five dollars or more. And we've got so, we've got another commentary of our of one of our favorite Christmas films coming up over uh, December. December. We've got some we got some bits and pieces coming up soon. We've got another big damn love at the end of this week. Um, also, where can the viewers find you on a regular basis throughout the week? Oh, uh, Twitch.tv forward slash Big Damn Stream, where I'll be streaming many things. I've no idea what I'm going to stream tonight, Chris. I things I, I no imagine. I'm going to try. I'm going to try and stream in the gaps when I can on like Tuesdays and Thursdays. But um, because of my setup here in Panto, I'm just using my PlayStation camera, so I'll be streaming mostly through uh, Twitch.tv/officialcdj. Yeah, yeah. And I'll host. I'll host on Big Damn Stream. So if I'm keep your eyes on Big Damn Stream, folks, because uh, I'll be there either way. That's where you'll see many things. Yes, like shoes and ships and ceiling wet. You'll see and cabbages and the Snyder Cut. That's where you'll see many faces because we have. Oh. Many faces. And ma- many faces? You take Center Patrol because you have many faces. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Boys, girls, um, seals, ceiling wets, cabbages and kings. Uh, we bid you good day with the mating call of the Martian envoy. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, <laughs> <laughs> oh.